we have daily missile attacks. Uh, mm -hmm. For instance, two days ago, uh, we have more than 10 missile attacks on our city. So uh, we can Jeez. work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we can work uh, at, at home. Uh, and then we see, okay, uh, some sound that the missiles going uh, somewhere in this place. Yeah. And then we have to go uh, to go and hide be behind uh, two walls or something like that. And then I can just bring my notebook, my, my laptop, and work uh, behind two walls in my, oh my, in my uh, apartment. Yeah. So here's a big question. As a digital marketer, how can we accelerate our business with extreme momentum without all the turbulence and time suck? And how do we do it in a way that changes the lives of everyone around us? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Chad Kaderi, CEO of Dashclicks, and welcome to Marketer's Mindset. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Marketer's Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, the content director here at Dashclicks. And today I have a really special guest. Like every episode, we have special guests, but this one is I'm really excited to talk to. We have Anton Svedoklieb. I think I did that fairly decently. Um, okay. Of Valain, which is his company, all the way out from the Ukraine, interestingly enough. Um, Anton, thank you for jo joining. I'm really excited you're here. Yeah, thank, thank you, Daniel. Uh, and I'm really happy to join this uh, podcast and I would be happy to share uh, my thoughts and answers on the questions. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to talk with you and learn more. So, Anton, what is it that you actually do and how do you generate revenue? Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm running a small company here in, in Ukraine. Uh, my company is a HubSpot service provider. HubSpot is a uh, Maybe uh, it is CRM uh, that combines sales, marketing, uh, and uh, some other services within a, one a single system. So uh, I'm provide uh, I'm within my company providing uh, different services to uh, manage this HubSpot account, to administrate it, to maintain, to migrate from Salesforce to to HubSpot. Um, yeah, and different things like that, and sales and marketing included. Oh, cool. Uh, so yeah. you're, you're a bit expanded beyond HubSpot. You're doing more, is it consulting with the sales? Uh, it, uh, yeah, it, uh, the services includes consulting uh, and also uh, administration and also creating different landing pages, uh, uh, email yeah. marketing workflows, like uh, different automations for emails, etc. So it's like a full cycle uh, service for HubSpot and including uh, creating some websites as well within the HubSpot uh, CMS. Understood, that's cool. So how, how is it running a business with the situation in Ukraine right now? Uh, well, I think uh, uh, already three, uh, around three months left from the beginning of, the, of this uh, war, the total war, like we said in Ukraine, yeah. because the war started in 2014. Uh, of course, the first, uh, weeks were, I was we were quite shocked I think and uh, a lot of things uh, stopped a lot of people don't know what didn't know what to do uh, but uh, now um, especially I think especially in some uh, in some places where uh, Russians uh, you know, didn't, didn't arrive to didn't arrive to these places it's uh, quite okay 
but uh, okay, uh, but of course we have daily missile attacks. Uh, for instance, two days ago, uh, we have more than 10 missile attacks on our city. So uh, we can Jeez. work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we can work uh, at, at home. Uh, and then we see, okay, uh, some sound that the missiles going uh, somewhere in this place. Yeah. And then we have to go uh, to go and hide be behind uh, two walls or something like that. And then I can just bring my notebook, my, my laptop and work uh, behind two walls <laughs> in my, oh my, in my uh, apartment. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Wow. That, that's that's kind of crazy, but you're able to still run your business even when all this crazy stuff is happening, which yeah, I, yeah, I find it yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah, and, and another motivation for me uh, that I, of course, all the people in Ukraine uh, try to do all they want to support economy, to support the, our army, yeah, uh, to support other some people that are occupied, etc. And then uh, I'm trying to do my best to do business, uh, to pay taxes, to do charity and, and other things that I can uh, do for my country, for Ukraine. And uh, thus we will stop these Russian fascists invaders. Uh, that is, um, see, yeah, that's sooner. actually really, that's actually really cool because this will actually segue nicely into the next question. But it's, it's interesting the way you put it where you're kind of like the success of my business is like the success of my country. And that's my contribution. That's that's a really patriotic way to um, I appreciate, I appreciate. run your business, yeah. I think. That's really noble. And I don't know. It's cool. So it's a cool yeah, way to think it. of it. Thank Thanks you. for sharing that. Yeah, of course. So when did you start doing all this? Um, uh, I think I started uh, three years ago. Before, I worked for some companies here, here in Ukraine, and then I decided to start and run my own business. Uh, firstly, it was not HubSpot, uh, though I have quite uh, much experience with HubSpot before. Uh, firstly, I, I, I did, I, I think I just tried uh, to find something that I like uh, and the service that I truly provide to customers to make them happy. Uh, and uh, firstly, it was like um, building some websites or, or building some uh, maybe applications and providing uh, some developers, Ukrainian developers services like Outstaffing. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, step by step, I've, uh, I've started to learn HubSpot more deeply uh, and start providing uh, this service to my, to my current customers that mm -hmm. were uh, then. Uh, and step by step, uh, I've grown uh, the business. Uh, now I have uh, six, six people uh, working also with me. It's also freelancers. Mostly it's uh, on the freelance uh, type uh, business, yeah. Wow. So do you have like a certain customer or avatar you go after? Um, you know, can you repeat, do you mean uh, customers? Uh, yeah, like do you have like a specific, do you have like a specific niche or? Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I have, uh, I, I'm working with uh, customers from different industries and different niches. So the, the main uh, the main criteria is uh, these customers should uh, have a customer uh, customer base of course uh, mm -hmm. the some of the customers already uh, use HubSpot but they don't know how to expand it and how to get more um, uh, success from using it 
Yeah. Uh, and most of my customers are like SAS, SaaS companies uh, that uh, have different recurring uh, payments so that, that have many customers in their applications. And I'm, uh, I'm creating different uh, marketing sales, helping them, helping them with marketing and sales hmm. uh, and trying to do my best so that they get more uh, from HubSpot uh, soft, software. Okay, understood. So you already actually you actually already answered this question, which is how many team members you have. So you have roughly six team members you mentioned that help you. Yeah, six, six. Yes, correct. So uh, how many? So in turn, if you have six people doing different things, how many active clients do you currently serve? Uh, let me count. Uh, so uh, for now, we have uh, seven clients. Yeah, uh, so, some some of these clients uh, provide uh, more work than others. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, it, it's almost like uh, 80, 20 percentage rule. Yeah, right. but uh, uh, anyway, it's yeah, seven clients. Yeah. Uh, it, most of most of work of is ongoing work. Uh, these clients uh, needs uh, some services on ongoing basis. So uh, one week they uh, can uh, can uh, can not uh, ask for some help, and another week it can be a full week of work uh, to right. help them. So how how large is your current audience and reach? Like you, you're servicing seven clients now. Do you have like a big community or um, a current audience that you can tap into, or you know maybe something with like email marketing? You have an email marketing audience built out um okay so you mean um like sales channels yeah you're asking about sales channels yeah like mm-hmm. like to get new clients um how large is like your audience you have available to you i guess uh well for for, for now uh I'm I, I'm I'm not getting a new work because we are quite quite full with the current work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where I usually um, get clients is the first of is uh, like freelance platform Upwork. Uh, mm. I have quite uh, experience like uh, developed profile there, uh, and also uh, a lot of some some recommendations, some uh, LinkedIn connections that ask me for some help. And also a website, yeah. So you, it se- so it seems like you just get like um, only a few clients at a time. They're pro- it seems like they're long term, and you just service those yeah. clients really, really well. And then you kind of are careful on who you bring on and want to take on for the long term. Yeah, yeah, that, that is correct. Thank you for also explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, most of my clients are long term, like working on ongoing, ongoing basis. Yeah, uh, and then we have some uh, amount of, of time that we spend on uh, their projects. Uh, it's including maintenance, including some support, including some uh, marketing sales, uh, and then we are dedicated to these clients mostly. I think it's like eighty uh, percent of uh, what we are doing. Yeah, uh, and another twenty twenty percent, uh, I, I mean twenty percent of the workforce that we can uh, service that we can provide are some maybe some new clients, um, but not uh, but not for now because we are full of uh, work and also because of the situation in Ukraine we don't we sure. we are not expanding right now. Right. 
So what is your, what is your pricing model look like for these clients? Uh, usually we have uh, hourly based uh, uh, model. It's like pay uh, payments uh, per hour. Mm, right. Uh, so, yeah. And do you have, so, do you have, well, so if you do, if you do it that way, do you, is there like a long-term strategy that you have for, I guess maybe it's just more hours, but do you have like a value ladder? So they might come in and do five hours, then they might grow to where, you know, you're doing 30 hours with them. Uh, well, uh, regarding the value for the long term, that is the thing that I'm also thinking of. Uh, right now, uh, yeah, we have we, we have two uh, parameters. The first is hour, and the, the second is rate per hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, of course, the quality uh, while the quality is expanded expanding, then uh, the price is also expanding. So I've started from uh, I think twenty five dollars per hour. Um, two, three years ago, and uh, now I'm providing service for fifty dollars uh, per hour, so it's twice Great. for two nice. years. Yeah, and uh, also what I'm uh, thinking of is uh, that providing maybe some packages, uh, including uh, like maintenance packages, so that customers can buy um, buy these packages, and they can be sure that uh, in these months, in the upcoming months, we will provide service first of all in the first priority. Got it. So what's like mm -hmm. the biggest needle mover that you have in your business that generates you the most revenue? I, so like whether it's like your long-term strategy of keeping clients on or getting new customers, but what's like that one thing that moves your revenue needle the most? In long-term, you mean? Or um, right now? Well, I guess just in general, like if there's one thing that you have in your arsenal um, you know, whatever that might be, there's probably, there's gotta be one thing in your business that seems to j move your revenue needle the most, like to give, give an example, some people say like, you know, the number one thing that makes us the most revenue is our follow up. Like we have a system where we follow up with clients and we upsell them on things, or we have, um, you know, it's our it's our sales team or it's a specific piece of software to manage clients. Does that make more sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, as, uh, the HubSpot, uh, really requires, uh, knowledge and, uh, understanding of this system that usually my, uh, audience, uh, doesn't, doesn't have. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm try I'm trying to to do uh, to do my best in terms of uh, providing really uh, great value for for this price this price in terms of upsells uh, like you said it can be well uh, for instance we can uh, I can migrate uh, Salesforce data to HubSpot yeah. uh, and and then also ask customers to that I can also provide other types of services like sales enablement, sales and marketing alignment, mm -hmm. uh, etc. So uh, I might have another long-term customer, and I appreciate long-term relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a good strategy because if you can build that long-term relationship, I mean, they'll stick around. And you could really build a good foundation together, and then that one, you know, yeah. you might have seven clients, but they'll stick around for years. So yeah, that's, that's, that's really a great strategy and way to think about it. So like when you, when you were 
getting clients? Because I know you said you kind of kind of put things on hold right now. But when you were getting clients, what marketing strategies were you using to like start those conversations with the clients you have now? Uh, uh, you mean when I have for the first touch uh, clients? Uh, yeah, like how are, how are you get like what strategies did you use to like get the current clients you have now? Uh, uh, okay, the first strategy is uh, as I, as I said at Upwork, uh, I have quite uh, good I think profile with different reviews mm-hmm. and uh, job um, uh, history. Then uh, I usually customers um, that already self, uh, have some uh, uh, requirements, they contact me first. And then we can discuss if uh, I can help them. Uh, so uh, at, at, the, at the moment, I'm doing um, I'm doing nothing to uh, promote my services because people already uh, f- usually find me, and we discuss uh, the possibility of working together. How how I uh, uh, me and my company can help them uh, and their business. Is, does it make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That makes sense. So. If you use a CRM in your business for your own internal purposes, mm-hmm. are you using HubSpot? Yes, of course. Man, HubSpot. Yeah. I, I've used HubSpot a handful of times. Um, I've never used it beyond just the sales CRM, but I do like, it, it seems it's really integrated. It has a lot of cool features. Um, it's easy to use. Um, yeah. Yeah, it has a lot of features and... Uh, I think the advantage of Hotspot today is that it uh, combines marketing, sales, uh, service uh, hubs within a one single application software. Yeah. Uh, so that you can do everything in terms of marketing and sales and combine your sales team, uh, doing marketing uh, integrated to your website, uh, et cetera. And uh, you can also buy uh, different services um, separately. That's also another great thing i think so when you're getting these clients like let's just say when you were getting these clients up to this point what did your sales process look like did you so you would start off like a freelance website they would you know be interested would you then set up a zoom call with them and then oh those are my kids by the way (laughs) yeah okay Um, (laughs) would you then set up a zoom call with them um and then how does that process look Okay, yeah, so uh, when I get uh, some first requirements, initial requirements from the customer, and I think, yeah, I can help you, uh, then uh, I ask for to uh, book, uh, to schedule a time to have a call. Uh, and then on this call, um, the, I'm, li- I, I'm listening carefully to the customer, to, to, to this customer, and then uh, try to understand all, all the pain points that I can solve. Uh, and. Uh, uh, of course, on, the, on, on this call, we can also uh, discuss uh, payment terms uh, if needed, etc. Yeah, so this first call, like a demo call, is very important for mm-hmm. as, a, as a first touch. Uh, and, th- and then usually uh, after getting some information, we have a second call or we can, uh, uh, we can type in chat, that doesn't matter, and agree if, uh, yeah, if we can, if, if my company can help them and uh, uh, the terms of uh, potential agreement, of course. And that's, and that's where your follow-up process comes. So 
which is through HubSpot. So any type of after the first initial meeting, you need to reschedule with them or follow up to close them as a client, you're using that through HubSpot, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, using, I'm using HubSpot for, uh, I think, uh, most of uh, the actions that I'm, uh, actions and conversations with prospect, prospects and clients, yeah. And are you doing follow-up primarily like phone calls or is it more like email? Email, yeah. I, I think most of my uh, follow-ups are emails uh, because, uh, for, well, Firstly, firstly, because my, usually my customers are in another time zones. Yeah. Uh, yeah most of customers are in uh, USA, in uh, uh, Australia, and some customers are in Europe. Uh, and also, uh, I found that most people that I'm uh, talking of uh, are uh, preferring uh, emails because they can open it when they want and uh, reply if they want. <laughs> right. That makes sense. So I have a few more questions for you. Okay. Um, and then I have one really cool one I want to ask you at the end that um, I always ask all my guests because we have a lot of new business owners that listen to this podcast. We also have a lot of um, experienced and expert people that have their own business and are successful at this in like the sales and marketing realm that listen mm-hmm. too. But I have, a, I have a question at the end I want to ask you and I really want to know your thoughts on this. So what I want to know is you've, you've been running this business it seems like you've kind of cracked the code on getting clients and retaining them and servicing them well and keeping them on for the long term. So in the past 12 months or so, how much revenue has your business generated? Uh, well, I think it is, uh, let me, uh, it is between, uh, I think up to 150,000 dollars, something like that. That's fantastic. Now, what's kind of like, so at the point where you're at now, um, what's like a realistic revenue goal? Now, I mean, I understand the situation in Ukraine right now too, Mm -hmm. but do you have a revenue goal? Let's just say not in the next 12 months, but in the future, do you have a revenue goal you would like to hit? Uh, Yeah, I I, I would like to, to have a revenue goal, uh, I think maybe uh, twice from this uh, uh, period mm-hmm. of time. Uh, so I would like uh, to make it twice bigger. Uh, yeah. And for doing that, of course, I will have to maybe have to increase hourly rates and to create new uh, and new system like maintenance packages. Yeah, like I said. Yeah. And also maybe to hire some people. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think the number one thing would be to achieve to like double your revenue? What do you think would be like the one thing you'd have to change for sure? Uh, the first thing I, uh, in my case, I think is uh, finding uh, people, uh, really prof- professional people who can help to uh, maintain and to develop the strategy of the company because uh, employees and freelancers, whatever. Yeah. Uh, whoever very uh, very important to achieve goals. Yeah, so if you don't have uh, people, a team uh, that uh, is going towards the goal, uh, of course, everything is impossible. I think. Yeah. I feel like that's the yeah. hard part. You know, if you finding the right people to to service your clients because you don't want them to ruin the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because you really have to find someone. 
Yeah, because to 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 uh, to start a relationship with new clients, I need to uh, uh, to, to I, I still I still need to provide service to my current clients, and uh, right. some of these clients must be uh, served very well by other people. So how do you how do you ensure you find the right people? Uh, I think it's uh, not a secret for me. Uh, it's uh, of course the personal touch, the recommendations uh, where the, these people work. If I found find these people at Upwork or some uh, freelance platform, then I will uh, check carefully their reviews, uh, their history, uh, how how they work. If I find employees here in Ukraine, then I will have to uh, check everything uh, carefully and then to uh, to speak with this uh, man or woman and uh, you know to have a, in, an internal feeling if this person is suits well or not. And then uh, just try, yeah, and don't be afraid to make mistakes. <laughs> don't be afraid to make mistakes. That, that's probably the that's probably the difficult part. <laughs> that people have to get over. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's it's almost saying, um, jump off this cliff and know that your parachute may not open. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You're like, okay, here we go. So, this is the question I. I've been like dying to ask you, um, like I mentioned before, just to quickly recap, like we have a lot of different kinds of listeners on this podcast. So we have like new people who are just considering starting a business, people who have already started and are in the, like the new <clears throat> waves of just beginning. And then we have, you know, the larger, more successful people like yourself and everyone else that are, you know, in between. So what's your number one tip you could give to someone who's just starting a business that you think will save them the most time? Uh -huh. uh, let me think a bit. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be to, to look like uh, uh, most uh, of uh, people that say, okay, just do it. I think it's not very interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like all you have to do is just um, eliminate your fear and just do it. And like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think even, uh, even uh, when it seems like you have no chance, you have no plans, uh, try, uh, try to start from uh, what you like and uh, what you um, find interesting for you. Because when I started uh, my uh, First business idea, and then this idea, I think, changed uh, 10 times or something like that, because everybody has its road, uh, you know, and you can uh, make a hit in the first time and then you can or you can make a hit uh, 10, 10 times and only and succeed only uh, on the 10th uh, uh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, very, and it's very important to uh, to work hard and uh, just to believe that you find your way to succeed. Yeah, no, that was that was great. Thanks for sharing the 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 kind of golden nugget I got out of that, if you will, is it, and this is sort of a common theme I'm getting from a lot of people I talk to, which is, you know, you don't don't. There's no pressure to rush things, you know, and there's also no pressure to pursue something that you are not 
don't enjoy or that you like doing and you're just focused on like the money side of things. So mm -hmm. if you just start by finding kind of a general area that you enjoy, start with that, maybe dissect it, pinpoint what specifically it is, and then just start making some sort of progress into building it into something that you are you know, proud of in the future. And really more yeah. long-term strategy than like a short-term quick turnaround instant satisf satisfaction type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, uh, now I'm doing uh, marketing sales in, uh, in, in technology. And uh, for instance, five years ago, I didn't expect I, uh, I do it. Uh, but uh, step, step by step, uh, some uh, road uh, takes me here. Maybe in five years, I will uh, do something else. I don't know. But just uh, work hard and enjoy from what you are doing uh, right now. And uh, try to use the resources that you have right now and don't uh, have like uh, yeah. Mm, yeah to wait to wait for some sign uh, from the air you can't you can't really it's it's the you can't really regret what you've tried but it seems to be more easily regrettable for things you haven't tried yeah i feel yeah, like yeah. it'll 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 weigh on you thinking I should have tried it. I should have tried or may it may have worked, may have not. That's really cool, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, again, first of all, Anton, thank you for jumping on with me. I'm really excited. That was my last question I had for you. Um, I got a lot of really cool information. You dropped a lot of knowledge. I think all our listeners are going to find it really interesting. So again, I have Anton, Svedaklib. <laughs> Am I yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, from Vilain, all the way out from Ukraine. Thank you so much. Uh, thank, th thank you as well. Uh, of course, you're welcome. And uh, it's really, uh, I appreciate to participate in, your, of in course. this call. Of course. Thank you again. Okay. Want more of Marketer's Mindset? Join our private Facebook group where agencies from all over the world share strategies, network, and scale their business together. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash marketers mindset to get instant access. Also, if this podcast impacted you in any way, please share it with friends and leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps build our community.